Hello, citizens. Welcome to Shitty Movie Showdown, episode 34, Nick Cage Cast 17. Now, in the previous episode of this fine program, being Shitty Movie Showdown, uh, during my Surf Nazis Must Die, the great, great Surf Nazis Must Die, our 700th episode celebration, I chose, with the ping pong balls, I revealed that I chose the movie Joe. And I was going to plan, I was planning on watching that movie then the very next day, maybe even that day. And then like four months slipped by, and here I am. And I went to go do Mandy. And I was like, oh yeah, aren't I already obliged to, to watch a movie? To do a review? And I realized I watched Joe right after I, ch I chose it, and I just forgot about it. So I watched it, and it just kind of slipped away. So what I'm going to do here is, uh, for the first time, is do two movies at once. Because I really want to get to Mandy. That's what the main focus of this one is. So we're going to do like a Joe versus Mandy thing. Uh, male versus female. We're really going to duke them out here and see who's better. I don't know what the plan is. It's not like a shitty movie showdown formula where one loses. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I can already tell you which one I like more. But let's get down to it. Let's just briefly talk about Joe. See your nice one? Mm. You see those fangs? You get bit by those, you're gonna die. You're gonna wanna die. Y'all don't kill it. It's my friend. Oh, don't about me. I thought it was gonna be Nick Cage uh, remaking the movie Mud with Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, where he kind of hangs out in the woods and teaches a kid about life because his, the kid's parents don't give a shit about him, so he's gonna raise him. He's gonna teach him what's right, and by what's right, I mean how to kill people, and how to be a man, and how to live in the woods by yourself like a real fucking weirdo, write your manifesto, that sort of thing. The type of thing a kid in the city, a millennial this now, this day and age, doesn't really learn how to do anymore. You know, they need to learn how to write their manifesto and, and FedEx it into a government agency. They need to learn that stuff from someone, and if their parents aren't around, who's gonna teach them? Honestly. I had to learn the hard way. I, I'm still learning how to write a manifesto. I'm so far behind these kids nowadays. So Joe, wasn't what I expected. I knew I was gonna like it. At least I assumed I was going to. I thought it was gonna be a straight rip off of mud. It wasn't. It was different. It's a very small movie. Joe is a guy who runs a tree tearing down business. He's not a lumberjack. But he tears down trees. I don't know. I wouldn't call him a lumberjack by any means, but he, he's kind of like a day laborer and he hires out these guys and they come in to chop down trees and that's what he does. He's in charge of them. And I lived in Mississippi and worked in kind of like construction and this is very much the lifestyle it was. Every day you go to the same place, you buy like a, a monster and a, some beef jerky and some weird shit out of a bag. And then every single day you do that and you go to an awful job site and, and have miserable life and just have a miserable life. And this movie really captured that in a way where I was like, not like, Ugh, but I was like, wow, they really got it right. I was like, wow, they really got it. Like, this is exactly what it felt like. This is what it looked like. They fucking killed it. Where'd you get that hat? WW2. All right. Down there at the Army Navy. Hmm. Been making some money over at Henry's house. Don't want to die. No, I know. I was going to go over there and clean them out. <laughs> the main plot of the story is there's a kid, I don't remember his character name because I haven't seen the movie in months, but he's a kid and his dad's a homeless piece of shit that beats the shit out of him in train tracks. So that's just what dads do there apparently. And his dad is abusive, his mom is semi-abusive, semi-just not there, I don't know. Uh, he's trying to save up money to get a truck and he's trying to save up money for this and trying to get away. And he's just really trying to save up money. 
And then every chance he gets money, his dad beats the shit out of him and takes the money away. So, but he goes to Joe, Nick Cage's character, to get a job. Uh, Joe puts him the work of tagging these trees and kind of like hauling the wood and all this random shit that looks awful and I've done before and it is miserable. And you hate your life every minute of it. And nothing like a hard day's work to really make you want to blow your fucking brains out all over the Mississippi backwoods. Anyway, so he keeps working for Joe. Eventually brings on his dad. His dad's a big fucking drunk and Joe's like, don't bring him around anymore. At the whole same time, there's kind of like this gang. By that I mean like a bad guy with a fucking scar on his face and like stupid fucking hair. And some great, great denture work though. He, in the future, he would have some great denture work. They're fucking just rotted out of his face. That shot was meant as a warning shot. Because all you keep doing is embarrassing me in front of my goddamn friends. I mean, hell, last time you slapped me, there was ladies and gentlemen present. <laughs> but he's like, he's after the kid for some reason because the kid beat him up for protecting his dad. Am I remembering this right at all? And then apparently Joe, I, for some reason the guy shoots at Joe. I don't remember. Joe gets shot right here, bandages it up, and then proceeds to bang and, and fuck a bunch of hookers. Banging and fucking is different. And trust me, they're very different. But he, Joe is just like this ex-con who has this job and he seems like he's trying to leave that life but also he's like inviting it because at one point he gets in like a chase with the cops and it, he seems like he wants to get shot by the cops. I don't, I don't know what that was all about. I don't know why he's doing that. Again, this movie has faded from my memory as far as the plot points go. But is uh, the main thing I remember is Joe, you know, befriends this kid, works really hard for him, gives him the keys to his truck. They go to find the dog. There's lots of dog searching. There's lots of Nick Cage smoking a cigarette in the, in the cab of a truck. There's lots of weird shootouts in the middle of nowhere. And there's lots of him banging whores. And then Nick Cage goes at the end, say, kills the bad guy. He gets shot a couple times, but he shoots the bad guy, shoots another guy. And then he's kind of stumbling over to the bridge. I remember this. And he's bleeding. And the dad, who that the dad of the kid, of the boy, was like this real life hired homeless man to come in and like be in a movie and the guy fucking crushes it. I was like, this guy's awesome. And then I found out he was just a, just a homeless guy and I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And I was like, oh, what else is he gonna do now? Oh, he's dead. He died very shortly after making this movie and that was a fucking bummer, thank you. Thank you, real life. That wasn't even the movie bummer. But it was less dramatic and less, uh, it took less of a toll on me in the movie when he stood up on the bridge and just jumps off because he realizes he's a fucking asshole to his kid. He keeps fucking him over. And he finally does what's right and kills himself. How are you, my friend? And uh, then Joe just dies. Just fucking dies. And I realize I'm very, I'm skimming over this movie very, very quickly and very poorly. It's because I watched this movie months ago, but I still wanted to talk about it because it's a Nick Cage movie. So here we are. I just wanted to say, I really like Nick Cage in this movie. It might be one of my favorite Nick Cage movies as far as performances go. He felt very real. It felt realistic. It felt grounded. And I know there's a lot of these movies where it's like, uh, they do it to save money, but also tell like an interesting story, kind of a sling blade-ish where it's just like this very small crime backwoods story 
And the whole season of, the first season of True Detective is like this, where it's all backwoods, so you don't, you're not spending any money, you're in the woods, and it's just kind of like inner struggles, everyone's got like way too criminal of a history, it's like they're savages, like they will just kill each other with no second thought, and I'm like, eh, a little too far, but it works in this movie. Nick Cage gets shot and just like takes it like a champ. I don't know what his point was. He seems to like actively want to go back to prison. I don't know why. But good movie. I liked it a lot. And I notice his character in Joe is the exact same character in another movie. And I didn't plan on this. But his character in Joe is the exact same character from Mandy. The 2018 movie, Mandy. A really fucking bizarre movie put in your pink gels and crank up the contrast because it's mandy nick cage hunts down a bunch of fucking demons in this hellraiser silent hill doom and max Payne ripoff uh every video game you can imagine that has a dark tone to it is mandy it's very very pink and it's mandy mandy's not what i expected but also was exactly what i expected uh, the first half of the movie is exactly what I expected. The second half of the movie was nothing like I expected. In the, in the fact that I expected the entire movie to be like the first half was. The first half of, the, of Mandy, very simple storyline to Mandy. It's what's in the details that makes it what it is. Because if really if you boil it down to what it is, it's a guy whose wife is killed and he gets revenge. Spoiler alert for Mandy. You should probably watch it before you watch this, obviously. But... Not that complex of a storyline. Someone kills his wife, he goes out and kills him. We've seen it a thousand times. There's a thousand death with movies in which Charles Bronson does this for every single living member in his family. All thousand people in his family have been raped and murdered at this point. He's got no one left. The next one has to feature his rape and murder. Uh, but he's dead, so they gave it to Bruce Willis. I haven't seen that one because I'm a human being and I didn't want to watch the death wish we make with fucking Bruce Willis. Why would I want to watch that? I have some integrity. Anyway, Mandy is a movie where Nick Cage's wife... Is, is a bizarre little cookie. She's sitting there reading like your, her little weird books and they have awkward conversations and I realize there's not a 29 or 30 minutes went by in this movie before they have a conversation in this movie where someone's standing and two people are standing. It's a very loungy movie for the first half hour because it's, it's Nick Cage walks in, his wife's sitting there, she gets up on a chair and hugs him. But then they have conversations where they're laying in bed in this weird bed with glass walls. You think that would play into her kidnapping but it doesn't at all. But, uh, he didn't play in anything. You scared the hell out of me. Knock, knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada who? Eric Estrada from Chips. lay down they have conversations it switches over to another chapter where it's this cult leader and it's very obvious from the beginning his name is he's a cult leader because his name is jeremiah hint to movie makers if you want me to not think he's a cult leader don't name the motherfucker jeremiah anyway he, they're laying down having a conversation about getting the girl and you quickly realize they're talking about mandy and they go out all the cult guys in a van and they do like a little like horn thing and then some fucking like demon drivers coming on bikes.
they look like the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Like, remember Hellraiser 3, I think it was, where he has CDs in his head? He's like, fing, 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 fing. And he kills people's CDs because plastic goes right through his skull. Anyway, oh, fuck you, Clive Barker. Anyway, so they make some sort of contract. The little demon guys sip some sort of devil juice. And then they go and they proceed to kidnap Mandy. Bring her back to the, the I don't know what to call him, like a love guru pimp cult leader. I don't know. But they bring her back there. And it's very clear that she's supposed to fuck that guy. I, I, I should say it's very clear because I'm about to follow up with, I think. And then they wake her up, and he, he proceeds to, like, dangle his fucking dong in front of her. We got hardcore male nudity in this movie. Be gentle. Like me. And she sits there and laughs at his song that he's playing that he made. And he gets very, he's very Charles Manson-ish where he gets upset that she's judging his music. And then he's like, fine. What I'll do is put you in a burlap sack, string you up by your neck and burn you, burn you alive. That's, that's how you do that. I thought she'd have more of a chance. No, you get one chance for this guy. They go outside and Nick Cage is sitting there tied up and he stabs Nick Cage with like this fucking demon sword. Again, everything's doomed. Stabs him and then Nick Cage like, sits there and watches his wife burn and then freaks out. When Nick Cage gets stabbed and watches his wife burn, this is where the movie really changes because up to that point, it's very cerebral, very moody. Kind of like everyone's talking riddles, like a David Lynch movie, which I can't fucking stand. But it worked in this movie because I didn't hate it. And it wasn't like so fucking pretentious like David Lynch movies. Fuck you, rabbits. Uh, the guitar just had a different sound it was incredible i barely touched this thing and and it just started singing i'm gonna say this like this so you can really hear me david lynch you're a talentless fucking hack you're a piece of shit you've managed to make successful movies but you fucking suck you fucking suck so fucking bad that rabbits thing that you did, that rabbits thing, is the most god-awful thing I've ever seen. I'm going to find out one day. When will you tell it? Were there any calls? What time is it? <laughs> this is actually not as bad as that. That's It's kind of incredible that you managed to make something way worse than this, because this is just insanity in a stupid way. It's not insanity like, wow, it's so cool, it's so clever, and he's so cool, like, crazy and kooky. This is crazy like, that motherfucker. I don't know what, he, I don't, then that never means anything. It's just stuff happening. It's not stuff that means anything. It's people dancing and moving around, and it's like a stage play that no, there's no audience. I'm the audience. The TV audience is the audience. But you fucking hate him, don't you? You fucking hate that audience, don't you, David Lynch? 
There's no storyline. There's no, this is impossible to comprehend. It's just fucking nonsensical nonsense. I don't know how else to describe it other than that. And there's, there's a bunch of fucking bars. Is this what makes it industrial? I don't... Oh, yeah. The music's the only thing that really keeps your interest in this. If it wasn't for the good music, it would be just unwatchable. I appreciate the way you shot it, though. But it's just... It's like shooting a really good, you know, video of a guy fucking a dog. I still don't want to watch it. And then Nick Cage watches the wife burn. And then it shifts. It still has that same, you know, visual style and everything. Everybody's got blown out with the the pink and everything's green. All the all the alien shit. I don't know what they're if they're aliens or demons. I assume they're demons because lots of like hellscape and lots of like religious references, but everything they have glows green and all the visuals are right ass fucking pink. And then there's some yellow thrown in there on the side for shading, just for contrast. But Nick Cage and the rest of the movie is really just Nick Cage. He goes back to his house, he falls asleep, and he has, like, dreams in anime style. Like, or like, uh, what was that movie from, like, 1981? Uh, rock, heavy Metal? This, for some reason, in the 80s, we're like, I want cartoons, but with titties, because I want to jerk off to something a fat man sweated over for 42 hours. Uh, yeah, a cartoon that some fat guy drew. Woo! Really gets me off. I look at every anime nowadays. Those fucking weird anime porn. You guys are weird. You guys are weird. He wakes up after this porn anime dream. He goes into the bathroom, which is just blown out with wallpaper. Everything in this movie is blown out. The colors, the contrast is just turned to 15. Just like, cranked way the fuck up. He grabs a bottle of like vodka that he keeps in his bathroom for some reason and just fucking chugs it while screaming like a lunatic that Nick Cage is and that we love. We all love Nick Cage when he's freaking out like a lunatic. It's just, it's what Nick Cage is. When I say the word Nick Cage, it means freaking out like a lunatic. It's just what we expect and, and want, really. Demand, I almost say. He freaks out and he goes to some guy's trailer gets a weapon like a crossbow and then he goes out hunting and he starts to i thought he's gonna kill like the members first and then go after the the little demons literal demons I, but no he does it the opposite way he easily mows through the demons like with some exception there's one scene where he kills two or three of them in a row and then i don't think he was acting i think nick cage just did what nick cage does because he snaps one guy's neck and then he's like <sighs> who's next who's next and i'm like this is in the cage this is they just let him loose and i'm like do what you got to do nick actors actors in the demon suits we apologize you might die we will send your loved ones baskets and cards nick's gonna do what nick's gonna do bear with us and nick cage just killed every actor in a demon suit that's just what happened i don't know what else to say <laughs> Honestly, it's just a lot of taking them down one by one, Death Wish style. You know, just a typical rape revenge movie, only his wife wasn't raped, just murdered. It really is just one at a time, killing them. Clever the way they did it. 
It seems like he's actually going to hell sometimes, but it's kind of like he falls asleep and has nightmares. So you're never really sure. And it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It's just visual. It's just there for visual flair. Because it is... This movie is entirely in how... Not how it's told, but the way it's shown. Everything that you see is just like kind of cerebral. And everything is just kind of like a... I don't want to say like a dream. I'm sure that's what they're going for. But I want to say kind of... Blown out. Everything is just... Like heightened to to the most extreme sense. Because he, he's, instead of just driving there, it's like this wide shot and his camera is kind of pulling in on the road and he's driving down and the, the fucking road is just this pink mist for some reason, his headlights are bright yellow just going down and you're like, kind of weird. Everything's just super heightened. Like every noise is just way too loud for what it is. Or there's just no noise at all. And he's just sitting there and nothing's coming out of him. It's just, it's it's a, uh, stylistic is, is the, it's, and I was concerned it was gonna be uh, style over substance, but honestly, the story's so simple that it didn't, ma it didn't matter. Because you knew where it was going, so you didn't focus on that. And it worked to this movie's benefit. I won't say I love this movie, but it worked for the movie they were going for. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I like. I liked it. it. It was fun. It was interesting. I liked seeing Nick Cage in a movie like this. It was. In, it was different. I don't know if he's ever done a movie quite like this. He's done revenge movies and things like that, but not stylistically like this. I think that's what. I guess he was supposed to play the uh, preacher dude, the cult leader, and the guy, the director, got in an argument with him. He's like, "No, we're not doing that." And then a year later, he finally got. I read this in IMDb trivia. I'm not like. You know, pulling up my fact card. Well, I got some trivia for you. And then a year later, they finally agreed to let Nick Cage play Red, the main character. And thank you. Thank you for coming to that decision. It was a wise one. It was a very wise decision. It's the only reason people saw your movie. The only reason. Anyway, he goes after the... He kills him one at a time. Who fucking cares? He kills the... Eventually, he gets down to the, the one guy, the main, the main guy, and he's like... You can't kill me. God's in this place. I'm like, you're in like a concrete bunker underground under this, like, this fucking disgusting church in the middle of between two mountains like what is so holy about it it looks like you're like in an insane asylum hi you can't harm me man i mean look at what he provides it's all mine and he's like Holding him down, he's like, you can't kill me, you can't kill me, I'm here in the woods, I'm here in the woods. Oh, sorry, that's Miller's Crossing, a much better movie. But he's like, I'll suck your dick. And he really said that. And then Nick Cage is like, I'm your god now. And squeezes his head until his eye pops out like Joe Pesci in Casino. Fucking great. But I noticed, I don't know what the meaning behind the, because some of the cult leaders, are, or the main cult leader, when he speaks earlier, every time he sp speaks, he has like a modulation of like an also a demon voice on top of it, kind of dual layered voices. And then in Nick Cage in this scene, because he has the power, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's literally the power of the demon or if it's just he has the higher ground, therefore the power over the guy. He, Nick Cage has the demon voice. I don't know what that means. I don't want to dig that deep. I just want to watch the movie once and be done with it. I don't want to sit there and do my homework. I'm just going to assume it means he has more power than him now. I don't think it's literally a demon going into him. 
Anyway, kills the guy and then burns him on fire. And he also cut off a lady's head, which is very, very awesome. And, and just leaves. And then I thought he was going to die. And I'm like, good. I'm so glad because they set it up pretty heavily because the guy he got the crossbow frozen from is like, you got to go in there knowing damn well you're going to die or some, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. And they didn't do it. Instead, they had Nick Cage driving, like, <laughs> like smiling at his wife, like having flashbacks to his number 44 shirt, his favorite shirt when he meets her. That's why it's his favorite shirt. I thought she died in it and was burned on fire, but apparently he wore it later. So I guess she wasn't wearing it then. I don't know. I don't get it. He drives away, and I'm guessing he lives. I didn't want to dig that far into it. Like I said, I don't look for any more meaning in some of these movies. I just go, he lived. I didn't see him die, so therefore he lived. But he drives off, and that's the end of the movie. And we got Mandy. Mandy, whose title card came in like an hour, 15 minutes into the movie, which is interesting. And there's, I thought it was going to be like Kill Bill with like different chapters, but it, there wasn't. There's like two. I don't, I don't know why they're even bothered with that. I really don't. I guess we'll compare the two movies together now. I know that I've barely talked about both. Um, Joe was an interesting movie. It was a very, very simple plot, but not as simple as Mandy. It's the same exact character between Joe and Mandy. The same character. They both are lumberjacks with a beard who don't speak that much, and they're kind of criminals, and they have dead wives. I'm assuming Joe's wife is dead. I don't remember. Very similar characters, but it's all in the visual style. Because Joe, his character in Joe, is very simple, but it works for that movie, and you got more of a feel for him because the movie was focused on him more. And you, it, he kind of had more time to explore. And in Mandy, with the same character, the same acting style by Cage, it was all in the visuals that you didn't really get a whole lot of Cage. Like, even when he's screaming, you don't hear him most of the time. It's kind of, like, it's muted. Mandy is completely the inverse of Joe. Joe only works because the characters make it work. Mandy only works because the visuals make it work. And the characters are just there. Because we don't really know a goddamn thing about his character Red in the movie Mandy. Not a fucking thing. He's a lumberjack and loves the number 44. That's about it. He had a wife. She got burned. Joe... You don't know a whole lot about him, but you get a sense of the character a lot more. The characters are very similar, but the filmmaking is very different for both. Um, so with that being said, I like the movie Joe more. 
even though I focused most of this review on Mandy. I just forgot about Joe by now. I liked I liked Joe a lot more because it felt more real to me. Obviously, Mandy isn't supposed to feel real. Uh, and that being said, I don't not like Mandy. I liked it a lot. It was interesting. It was better than I thought it'd be. I thought I was looking forward to like uh, pretentious bullshit, David Lynch bullshit. No, thank you. But I left going, huh? That was interesting. I wonder what else this filmmaker's doing. And it's kind of looking into it. Joe, I really really liked as an actual good movie. And I didn't expect that. I thought it'd be like, eh, that's good, that's good, yeah. But I went and go, no, that was really good. Like, Cage is really good in it. Like, in a serious way. Like, I really like him in the movie The Trust, the very first episode of Nick Cage cast. I love him in The Trust. This is a different one where he's actually, he's better in this movie in Joe. The movie's not as good as, maybe not as good as Trust, I don't know. I like the way The Trust is told, more kind of sense of humor, you know, closer to my sense of humor. Joe, it's hard to describe. I really liked Joe. I liked Mandy. So just by that factor, I'm, I'm giving it to Joe. I guess Joe's the winner of the first Nick Cage cast-off. Is that what I'm calling this? I don't know. So congratulations, Joe. You're the winner. I guess. I think if they were matched up with any other two movies from nearby that, you know, like his Stolen or his... Those other movies he has where it looked terrible in direct-to-DVD, like direct-to-redbox. I think these two would win, but since they're competing against each other, I think it's a little unfair. It was originally supposed to be Joe versus Moonstruck, but I switched it because I want to watch Mandy. Because I had to talk about Mandy. Because I was interested. Alright, alright, alright. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, Nick Cage. So long, Joe. So long, Red. So long, Mandy. So long, episode. 